0: Hey everyone. Welcome back to my channel. So I welcome Mr Stapleton for the second time in the hot seat.
1: Yeah, Going to be a regular thing. I think
0: welcome, welcome back. Yeah. We thought the reason we're doing this is because you get to know us a little bit more, um, it's less formal and then what we can do is we can talk about things that actually we're interested in and what's going on in our lives and what we're going to kick it off with is the very successful launch of our first peak performance event, which happened last Thursday. Mm Mm-hmm. 19th of may
1: went extremely well how did you find it still getting over it um i think we're still catching up aren't we on inboxes and people's messages and reposts and questions about when the next one is who's going to be on it how can i book so it um i think you agree like i, I text you i was walking home at half 12 quarter to one in the morning and it just all kind of seemed a little bit surreal like did that just happen
0: yeah, it was such a good evening and, um, let's, let's actually start with why. why did we start the event again? I know we covered this off in the other podcast, but we started it because I think what you get from running a podcast is you get a good insight to It's so much learning. And I think when you, when you just learn all the time, you just want to do more, don't you, you can't help. Mm. But want, uh, you get the bug it. you get the bug and you yeah. want to better yourself. So we started peak performance events. It went incredible we, the guest speakers were fantastic. The attendees, every, everyone who was involved behind the scenes just made it run so smoothly and just to throw it out there, we're looking at about the 28th of July for our next event, yeah. aren't we? And, and we're looking just to top it really, aren't we?
1: I think we're always going to look to do one better. I think you look back and you think it's like with the podcast, we always think what can we change what can what tweets can we make to make the next one just that little bit better that more enjoyable that little bit different yeah just keep everyone guessing i think
0: yeah and i think one thing that i learned when we kicked off this first event is that there's a lot of work that goes into it isn't there like i mean you know behind the yeah. scenes there was it was a big eye-opener to actually really making this work and it did work and, and it was successful is that a lot of a lot of effort, time, um, you know, resources were, was put into it, but I think it comes back to that whole, I would turn around. I'll say, I didn't mind any of it cause I enjoyed no. the whole process. It was, it was good. Wasn't yeah.
1: It? I mean, like you, you wouldn't mind turning up five minutes before the event anyway, when it was all done, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> Quite literally. but, uh, yeah, no, it was the, the whole process when you saw the end result, just, just completely made it worth it. And I think people didn't want to leave even after an hour, after the event had finished, we were disassembling the the stage and carrying it around, yeah. the people still networking and nobody wanted to leave. And um, I just remember waking up in the morning, some of the attendees brought their own videographers and there were already promotional videos out about the event before we've even had, a ch- I don't think we, we, we have, um, Tyler. And um, yeah, I don't think we've even got ours yet, but yeah, <laughs> there were a number of people already promoting the event, how good it was. Um, and just saying they couldn't wait for the next. Yeah. I mean, that's one thing that
0: we're really excited about is what we're going to do is at each event, we're going to run these promotional videos and you know, that they're going to be great And it just gives people an insight, you know, people who haven't attended. Cause I think when you, we said this, when you first launch an event, it's a little bit, you know, people are a bit hesitant to perhaps be that guinea pig to go to the first event. And I think after sort of putting our stamp on it and saying, this is what we're about and for anyone who doesn't know about peak performance yet is the. We want it to relate to as many people as possible and not to make it niche so whether you are in property whether you're in cars you know whatever business you have you're a haulage company whatever that you can come to these events be inspired learn something new and then implement it and that's that's the most important thing for us is that you go away and matt hall said it brilliantly didn't he encouraged everyone to write open up your notepads and write this formula down And, and the guests yeah. just were brilliant.
1: That was the uh, intention plus action equals res- results.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, Something else me and Paul were going to talk about. It's actually the idea came off the live that we were on yesterday. Is when it comes to property as a cash flow business versus an actual business, and what I mean by actual business is anything, you mm. know. Um, a marketing company like say logistics company a fish company whatever it might be but a business you scale and then you cash flow there is no right and wrong answer there's a very good debate as we found out last night on the yeah. live clearly it's a very hot topic what's your thoughts being in property but also a business owner
1: I <laughs> we we, we had this discussion so um, although I've sold buy to let for the last five to six years I still do not believe it fits my life and my business. Um, And that's not to say at some stage I won't take them on. I just know what I can do with that money within a year, whether it's in property or another sector, to make a much better um, rate of return, but also to make it more enjoyable and more exciting as well. Um, And I actually had this conversation with someone the other day that, They said, "What would you do if you had thirty thousand pounds and you were just starting out in property?" And they were talking about buying a hundred grand house with sort of twenty five percent down, five grand to obviously spend on the rest of the purchasing cost. And I think they were going to net something like two hundred and fifty quid a month out of it. And I said, "If you had thirty grand, would would that be a sensible annual wage for you?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Okay, well." if you started property sourcing as a business and you made even if you made 3 grand fee off of a deal and you just did one of those and you split that 3 grand over the course of 12 months yeah. you would make the same amount of money just from one deal that that you would if you invested that 30 grand into a property mm. but if you invest that 30 grand into educating yourself for a full year that's your commitment so That's your investment. It's almost like an apprenticeship. You're not only going to do one deal a year, you're not only going to do one deal a month, but that one deal by saying that 30 grand is going to be my wage for the rest of the year was giving you the same net return that sticking that into one property would do and you have no scope of that increasing by any more than maybe 50 pounds the following year. Mm. So I was challenging them to say do you think it's possible that you could go out and do two or three property deals per month? That's less than one a week. If you're doing it 24 7 known nine, you've got 30 grand there to cover your wages every month. And I said, of course. And we quickly realized it would be really easy to have an average of four or five grand a month by just using that 30 grand as a security blanket and turning it into a much more proactive and exciting business than just sticking it in a property and walking yeah. away. Yeah. And you also have the, downside on sticking in a property that you're going to have void periods at some point and expenses of leaking roofs, changing boilers, stuff like that. So you're not guaranteed that you're going to get 250 net a month for the whole year. So I love property. Do I invest in it? Yes. In in a roundabout way, I do a lot of flips, assisted sales, and it makes it, it makes it enjoyable for me. Mm. Would I be bored if I stuck it in a property and left it there for 10 years? Yeah, I would. I I
0: totally agree. My my take on it is that simply look at this when you've got some of the bigger names who are more old school in their late 40s, 50s and 60s who were in property for years have now just moved on to social media. What are they doing? They're all Mm -hmm. creating educational courses. What is an educational course? It's a business. Why are they why are they doing that? Because it makes more money than their properties. Yeah. Because, you know, you look at some of these old school boys and girls who have got X amount of properties and they're all earning 250, not a lot of them are owned out, right? Heavy mortgages and, you know, I'm not knocking property, but just look at the obvious. And unfortunately, the people who are wanting to get out their job have bought into the marketing of property. Don't look at the bigger picture that that individual who's been in property their whole life has now realized that social media clever marketing and now putting it into an online course an online product mm-hmm. are, they're making a killing when their property earns them 250 net a month but their online course is earning them 5 6 grand a month they've realized that so you know it's it's uh, to me it's obvious i i enjoy the process of creating things cash flowing from it and sitting back and going i made an income from nothing rather than like you say pumping and dumping into property Mm. and like you said you know money management is such a big point you said about this individual taking 30 grand do they dump that into property as a deposit they're not even owning it outright they've lost all that leverage of money whereas do you go actually there's two things here do you build a business with that 30 grand or do you spread that 30 grand over i mean let's face it i don't know what their outgoings are but you could probably make 30 grand last you 18 months of living expenses as, a, as an average yeah you've got 18 months now to build a business create online products uh educate go out and do what you want to do mm. and you, your living expenses covered covered for 18 months and i so yeah to me i sit on the other side of the fence it is a good debate there is no right and wrong what would be your top three tips as a business owner to someone watching this thinking that's what I want, a business that cash flows well.
1: I think to have um, multiple facets to the business as well. Don't be reliant on just one income stream from that, that business. So currently, obviously, we, we, we've we got the property sourcing business, which is great. We have an assisted sales business. We're just building a rent to rent portfolio for just passive income every month to, to replace the overheads and the wage bills of the business. So everything we make from assisted sales and, and property sourcing it's just our play money for, for doing those investments. But then branching out into, we're doing the podcasts, we're doing the uh, events, just having it so I'm not exposed to just one area that if that market did bottom out, like if, if the base rate went up to three, 4% and interest rates or mortgages went up to double digits, do I think I'd be selling as many properties right now uh, to the buyers that I sell to? probably not because they all leverage everything mm. if you've got cash buys, yes they're going to be in a great position so would my prop would my property company sh- struggle it would probably struggle but the great thing is is i have other facets of the business that will support me and my business through that hard time and it won't last forever obviously mm. it's peaks and troughs in the market but i think make sure that you're not exposed to one investor that you're working with or one source of property or or one supplier whatever it might be because relationships can turn at any point Mm. and when they do and you're left exposed um, it's a very very vulnerable position to be in
0: yeah I totally agree multiple streams of income and there are really smart ways that you can start I mean you know we're talking about a lot of digital products at the moment and and that's the thing I start I think it starts with information knowledge putting that into a a smart plan where people can learn from it. And and if you have something there, then create a product from it. Mm -hmm. And yeah, multiple streams of income, Uh, we can finish on that saying of you don't know who's been swimming naked until the tide goes out. And I I think that's totally true is that, you know, a lot of people do focus on one area and when it goes wrong, they're a little bit like, I don't know what to do. So, um, some good little tips there. I think we're just going to finish on 28th of July is the new date that we're aiming for, for our next peak performance event. Yeah. If you did want to get involved. Leave a comment below or connect with us both on Instagram and, uh, and hopefully we will see you at the next event. Paul, it's been a pleasure. We'll do it again soon, mate, okay. and Forward uh, to it. yeah, we'll see you all very soon.